the road to consciousness. We will figure out consciousness, which is one of, if the biggest mystery in human history. How can we have such a rich, subjective experience of life when all we understand is the electrical and chemical signals of the brain and the working of the brain? There's definitely a big gap in our understanding. We're going to go about it by listing out everything we know from different disciplines into either knowledge, enough data and evidence we can say, yeah, it's fairly true, if not true. And then assumptions, which we're just going to have to make for us to make progress. Otherwise, we'll go around in circles. Well, there's not that much confidence, but it'll do. Let's talk about time. Time is one of those phenomenons that are very similar in the type of experience we have to consciousness. It's just ingrained in us. We know time. We're not actually 100% sure which regions of the brain interpret time, whether it's distributed, whether it's localized. Most likely it's distributed, like consciousness, like self. Um, these are all experiences of life we have where it's almost difficult to explain what they are and how they come about. But we just know what the behaviors are and what we experience. If you ask anybody about time, they will understand it. There's past, present, future. They also have a sense of time, though, whether time is going fast, whether it's not going fast. Now, we have our biological system, and that's our heartbeats. And anything that really is a repeating pattern, you can measure time with. And we have amazing ways to do it these days scientifically with atomic clocks. Uh, using the uh, our bodies also have the circadian rhythm uh, for our sort of wake and sleep cycles uh, so we've learned to measure those patterns of nature and very accurately as well um, we also have a feeling and sense of time but science tells us a lot more about time in terms of the fact that it's relative, like special relativity gave us that. Depending on the amount of energy you put into a, anything, whether it be a particle or a system, if you can put enough energy that it moves super fast, then from the observer, which there's no uh, preference to the frame of reference, but to the observer watching that energy being put in and moving um, at a constant speed, then time appears to slow down. So it's relative. Same with uh, general relativity that gave us that uh, gravity itself uh, in terms of sp space-time and the curvature. When you get a strong gravitational field, time also slows down. So time dilates in that uh, scenario as well. So telling us that time is not absolute was... a big shock to our systems at the macro world we don't experience this we don't move fast enough we don't experience enough gravity um for time actually technically our, our feet i believe age slower than our head <laughs> but it's such a small 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 percentage and obviously you don't know it. so if you want to be a little bit younger just tell them the age of your feet so in our macro world we don't experience this but if time is not absolute and it's relative in fact there are certain regions of space i.e black holes black holes um that time slows down so much it stops in the center of a black hole at least um same with particles with no mass they can travel at the speed of light now the speed of light is a very interesting cosmic speed limit <laughs> There is something around the speed of light that I think there's a lot to learn from the fact that it's we can't put any more energy into anything or a system or a particle, whatever it is, to move faster than the speed of light. Uh, 
But anyway, if you manage to have no mass and you can move at the speed of light, like the photon, then time slows down into this point where it potentially stops as well. So time from an objective reality doesn't actually exist. It can't be relative and slow down to zero if it exists. It is an experience we have that is manifested or emerged into our macro world very similar i would say to every other consciousness self these are all emergent properties free will these have all emerged so it's safe to say the type of feeling and emotion and experience uh, we have around time itself is the same type that we have around consciousness whatever it is that gives us this ingrained sense that's really what time is also now from the scientific lens as well we could talk about thermodynamics and the second law which is mostly around entropy though i don't know if there's a direct causation (laughs) there's obviously a correlation and that's a pretty big assumption because a lot of people would say time exists because entropy always increases entropy is the state of configuration that any closed system can have or system in general it will always increase to the more configurations or you could tie it to complexity as well it will always increase the the number of states it can have in configuration will always be more and the fact that i mean i'm assuming that the fact that the universe is expanding at a pretty rapid rate also entropy will always be increasing Uh, i don't know if those two are linked but either way entropy is always increasing and that gives us an objective view at the base level but what has emerged is that we then experience time because of this and one thing that we do know is we can't go back to the past there's no way we have consciously evolved to remember events of the past so that we can replay them and use them for future predictions but we can't actually go back to the past except in our minds which is super interesting we also can't travel to the future and this is why i'm making the assumption right now and i hate to burst anybody's movie bubble but we can't go to the future or the past it's just it's it would break the experience around everything including consciousness self like all of these experiences that are intertwined are ramifications of the same thing it would just fundamentally break this (laughs) and you've heard of all the paradoxes and you've heard of all the interesting nuances around time it's just such an ingrained part of our experience will we ever evolve to be able to do it i don't think so i don't i don't know maybe in a couple of more billion years although we won't probably be around that long uh given the state of of things and you know even nature and the sun i think sun will burn for another five billion years so maybe that's it but what the stage of evolution would be i don't ever and one thing that scientists have said the one law that will never change is entropy (laughs) i think the first law to me will never change as well thermodynamics where energy will never be created or destroyed so i'm going to say thermodynamics is one of those scientific theories that people say it's always going to be this way and will never change and i don't disagree because if it is a a correlation of time i don't know if it's a causation i'm not convinced yet but if it is then it's never going to change and so i would say that consciousness is the same thing what 
I think maybe it's a bigger discussion to talk about what we feel consciousness will evolve to. Where's it going? We know where it's coming from in the sense we can then, you know, from a archaeological sense, understand and the taxonomy of uh, living organisms in terms of evolution kind of can map out how it came about with through you know the reptiles mammalian uh, starting all the way with the prokaryotes and eukaryotes single cell multi-cell we have a really good understanding now we haven't talked about dna a lot we should talk about dna (laughs) i'm not sure but it ties into the question of life biological systems and consciousness how those three are interrelated um the assumption i have made and will make is that biological systems play a very key role in consciousness and i think we're getting a little bit off the track of time here but to be able to see four billion years of evolution or 3.8 billion years of evolution through archaeology and then be able to really map that out in terms of how the brain developed which regions of the brain we're talking about the old brain in reptiles and the reptilian brain to the mammalian brain which is going from basic functions to vision to emotions and memory to a lot of the workings around the endocrine system to the hypothalamus to the thalamus the midbrain and then on top of that layering our neocortex and all of the cortexes that make up the gray matter uh, residing into our lobes that give us this not only rich experience and feelings of life, but all of the things that we enjoy in terms of, you know, really good memory, language, reasoning, planning, even the social aspects, which is more of a a human thing. uh, This is all very advanced. Uh, So it's interesting to see the lineage. It's interesting to understand if it came about with biological systems, but time definitely emerged at a very similar point to consciousness the question really we could ask is that at what point was our consciousness evolved the time also evolved to a similar state i'm going to make the assumption that they're fairly linked i linked previously to feelings and this rich feeling sensation time self all of these evolved together so if we trace back to some of the closest ancestors if we go back seven million to where the chimpanzee branch happened um in terms of our uh taxonomy and things then dna wise i believe it was the chimpanzees at seven million either way like i know that obviously like we evolved in the same fashion or the same kind of way a classification 250 years ago in terms of homo sapiens we need to go further backward we need to get to the point where we feel we started being consciousness and this is a very hard assumption to make because there's not a lot of data around it but I'm going to say that it's a, it's a scale. If we start scaling back to 250,000 years Homo sapiens, go a couple of million years back, I guess it was the Homo habilis and Homo erectus even before that. Um, if we can start to identify which regions of the brain started to develop more of the new brain, i.e., I, you know, the occipital lobe, I would assume, was one of the first. I think vision came pretty fast eyes and things like that 
it still doesn't help answer the question, but it might give us some guides. And if it is a sliding scale, then maybe if we're going back far enough, that consciousness at its early development was very basic. And that's okay. Like that experience of life, you would have to say, came with the mammalian brain. That's when we started experiencing life. That's when we started having a concept of time. That's when we started having concepts of self. And if we slide and and the mental realm, so if you slide that scale further, it just continuously got enhanced, and all of these sort of evolved together. The big key is is a, how are we classifying consciousness? Are we classifying consciousness as that one thing that not only gives us experience, it gives us time, it gives us self, uh, what else? It gives us the mind. That could be it, and maybe consciousness is the foundation to all of these, and they all have emerged together. The other theory we could say is that they're individual experiences and they individually just happen to evolve at the same time. I'm going to make the assumption it's the first one. <laughs> I don't, it's very, for me, I cannot see how they evolve together because they are so, I mean, it's a mystery firstly. So maybe I'm making an, a, a big assumption here and Maybe we will learn, will we, or I guess maybe the question to ask is this way. When we learn what consciousness is, will we also learn what time is? Will we also learn what self is? Will we also learn what the mind is? The assumption there is maybe no. <laughs> maybe we'll learn what time is independently. Maybe we'll figure something out about the brain that tells us what time is and how it, and, and, and which regions of the brain just know what time is. Or maybe which regions know what self is. I don't know how to make this assumption. <laughs> It feels like a big one, but I'm going to stick with my first instinct is that they're all linked in the way that they behave and which how the brain actually manifests and emerges those. So I suspect that if we uncover the underlying way that it happens, we will actually know about all of these areas. Wow, that's a big assumption. But like I said, we're not here to not assume things. <laughs> So we have to do it. Otherwise, like I said, we would just go around in circles.